Dirty Hands University Studios presents a DHU production. When I wake up in the morning, my alarm gets off the warning. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab a snack and I say what up, it's like I'm getting product to the shelf so I can watch it fly. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. If the buyer needs a hand, he knows I'll understand. Cause I'm ready when the call comes through. Building mega displays, getting dirty for days. If the order comes in late, there will be more to do. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the The Dirty Dial. Hey there, dirty nerds. We're excited to get this one started. <laughs> yeah, once we get all the broken glass, rubble, and discarded pieces of my life cleaned up. That was over a week ago. Time to turn the page, Brother Two Meals, and we've got much more serious matters at hand. You don't just get to come in here. Shh. If we don't get a handle on Spirit Week, I'm afraid that... There will be no prizes to be had. You mean, no $100 gift cards? Nope. No $50 gift cards? Nope. No Thule backpack? Nope. No t-shirts, no travel mugs, no fanny packs. We have to put a stop to this specter. They just can't take our prizes. What's the big deal? Just order more. We better get moving. All right, all right, let's get to th the morning announcements. That's great, man. Thanks for stepping all over my lines. Class, today's topic is no laughing matter. <laughs> it creeps up on you when you least expect it. When you're unsuspecting, light, and carefree. It's the monster under a hard worker's bed. It hides in the shadows of your confidence, waiting to jump out and scream. You suck, you jackass. Feedback. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. The next time you hear a creak in the floorboards or a whisper in the wind, remember, it could be a ghost or it might just be someone armed with a red pen and a heart full of constructive criticism, ready to bring you to your knees. Isn't there a way you could teach us how to handle feedback and learn from it? <gasps> Actually, yes. Feedback's only scary when you're not equipped with how to deal with it. Leave that to Pete and Lavinia today. Pete has an OG brand manager in his office, paralyzed by feedback and begging for help. Not to mention a squatter in his office. That reminds me, I need to call campus security. They still haven't caught the person behind all these Spirit Week threats. Equipped with the book Thanks for the Feedback by Douglas Stone and Sheila Hahn, Lavinia is guaranteed to be the nightlight you need in the darkness of self-doubt. 
And lastly, the dean's feedback on these frighteningly talented folks won't make you scream, but he's guaranteed to sound like Donald Trump, and that's pretty terrifying. Don't be rude. Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. For years, we've asked ourselves, why? What drove them to such rage, such anger? Could these murders just be misunderstood? Maybe they're just dehydrated. All that chasing after people. I mean, it makes sense. You know what else makes a lot of sense? Zen Water uses 100% ocean-bound plastic to make their bottles. This means scooping up and using plastic found near ocean coastlines or major waterways. If only we could get Zen Water into the hands of these anti-heroes, we'd be saving plastic and lives. Drink Zen Water, cleaning up coastlines and trying to hydrate anti-heroes since 2020. My mouth says yes, yes. Head on down to the counselor's office. Go give Pete a visit. He might wear a youth-sized costume, but he's got big influence and infinite wisdom. Welcome to the Campus Council. I don't know about you, fam, but the topic of feedback has always been a frightening one for me. You might not know it, but behind my big, strong facade, your boy's gooey on the inside. I care a lot about how I come off, what people think of me, and I know I can speak for a majority of us. Feedback has the power to crush me. Today, we're talking to someone who's been around the block. <gasps> whoa, 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 not that way. She's helped open regions, she's been a staple on the brand manager team, not to mention she was Chris Richardson's counterpart for a while. So that really says something. Let's just say she knows a thing or two about tough brand feedback. Wendy, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm Wendy. I started out in the South region back in 2014. I helped to open it up as well as the Florida region. I was the brand manager for the South and Florida when we were just regionally run. And then I became one of our national brand managers. I have a few heavy hitters to my brand portfolio. Rebel, Choco Love, Aloha, Chameleon Cold Brew. So I'm no stranger to hearing the good, the bad, and the ugly. But this one interaction has really been bothering me. And I just can't seem to shake it. Ah, uh, yes. Kind of like the call is coming from inside the house. You know, in horror movies, when the babysitter is all alone and the phone rings. Listen to me. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house. You need to get out of there right now. It's that feeling that the person making you feel the worst, the most stupid, the most worthless is actually yourself. Exactly. I can't let it go. Here's what happened. I wake up early. I get my coffee. Sit down at my desk. I've got my wiener at my feet. What? My dog, Pete, my wiener dog. I open my email, scroll through, and all of a sudden, an email from my contact comes through. The subject line says, 
urgent. Ugh, automatically my stomach falls to my feet. I instinctively start to sweat. I finally open and read the body of the email. Wendy, you reported to us that both promos have gone off without a hitch, when in reality, that's not accurate. October B did not land, and your reporting inaccuracy is costing us money and sales. I'm starting to wonder if the relationship between us and Dirty Hands is working out. I freeze, and then the voices start. Wendy, you suck. You're horrible. You're no good. Who even gave her this job? Why is she working here? She really smells. Her dog isn't even that cute. Her taste in bracelets is horrible. It goes to a very dark place very quickly. Wendy, let me just first say, your dog? Adorable. Secondly, your feedback was brutal. Whoever said feedback is a gift should have kept the receipt. Did somebody say feedback? Ah, not again. I love feedback. You would. That's it. I can't take this guy anymore. Hey, th there's no need to call. Yeah, campus security, it's Pete. You guessed it. Yep. It's him again. Yeah. Frogging. He has clothes on this time. Yep. Uh-huh. How is it? Okay. I'll just take care of it. They aren't going to help you, are they? What were you doing in my supply closet? Resting. Do you have a bed set up in there? Yep. Why do you think it's okay to sleep in my office? I wasn't sleeping. But, as I was saying... I love feedback, because I'm a bit of an expert. How did you know what we were talking about? The door was shut. It's a thin door. I listened to over two audibles on the subject. Gotta start locking the door. You don't mind if I take a seat, do you? I'd rather you not. Thanks, friend. Not friends. Feedback has two parts. The giving and the receiving. Receiving it? Now that's the part that gets me real excited. Mike, what's your take? I mean, we got it figured out. The brand didn't drop us. It's over and done. Why can't I just let it go? Well, Wendy, you and I are very similar. I hold on to things forever. Here's why. There are three different types of feedback triggers, and they're usually the reason you can't just brush off something that someone says. The first feedback trigger is all about your relationship with the feedback giver. If it is a weak one, without trust or social capital built between the two of you, it becomes very difficult to take feedback or criticism from them. The second trigger is all about truth. Does what they said make you so angry because you don't find it to be true? The last trigger is about your identity. Does that feedback cut straight to who you are as a person and what you value? Which one do you think fits best in this scenario, Wens? I mean, I was really hurt by this feedback because I took it so personally. I take such pride in being correct and doing the right thing, care deeply about my brands. I'd say it really bruised my identity. I've been there, Wendy. This is the most difficult one, and the thing I'd say about it is this. Sometimes, especially if we are experienced in our roles, we can be really hard on ourselves if something doesn't go right. The shoulds just take over. I should have caught that. I should have double-checked. But here's the thing. There's something called a growth mindset. It's the idea that no one ever stops learning or growing. And if we look at ourselves as ever-changing with a growth mindset, then we can stop and give ourselves more grace or compassion when things don't go right. We can go from shooting all over ourselves to seeing ourselves as ever-evolving. Is there something you maybe took away from this scenario with this brand that you do differently in the future? For sure. 
I guess the learning part for me is to look back for the regional promo patterns, and if one region looks weird, circle back and double check. I also think separating the role from who you are as a person matters too. Reminding yourself of your inherent goodness, despite the things that can go wrong, is crucial. Maybe something like, I'm a really good person who's having a hard moment as a brand manager, and even as you struggle or have a hard time, you remain good inside. This is like therapy. Pete, I can see why this feedback cut me so deep and how this job and who I am as a person can get all tangled up. Nothing should ever make you question the person you are, Wendy. Plus, everyone already knows you're a bag of trash. Ha! <laughs> well, that activates all three of my feedback triggers, Mike, especially the relationship trigger. Thanks for that. If it's the relationship trigger and you're realizing you don't have a solid one with whoever is giving you the feedback, deal with the issue first and unblock the relationship after if you can. If you're triggered because their feedback is true, but you're so mad that you can't think straight instead of dismissing it, take a breath and simply use these three words. Tell me more. Let the person explain and you can spend the time listening and sorting for the coaching. Take away anything useful that could help you get better. I also want to add that you don't always have to agree with the feedback you get. Sometimes feedback is more a product of what's going on with the other person than it's truly about you. That being said, shutting it down or writing it off does you a disservice. And I love those three little words. Tell me more. Me too, Pete. All right, you two. I got to get back to work. Hope this was at least a little bit helpful. I appreciate it, Mike. You definitely should get back to drinking coffee and pretending to be your wife's boss. You don't say that. I am. I, I am her. I am her boss. Big thanks to Brother Mike for his unsolicited advice. Feedback can be frightening, but if you can dig a little deeper and sort through your reaction to it, you might actually get to a place of self-discovery and growth. And if not, hey, blame Brother Mike. Much love, fam. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you want to keep life serene. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat the whole night through. Little scalawags with fiendish gags can make it tough on you. So when ghosts and goblins by the score, ring the bell on your front door. Better not be stingy or your time. If you're trick-or-treating in my house this year, I've only got three chocolates on my menu. Chocolate Love, Who, and Lilies. Don't come knocking on my door for any of that fake stuff. Sour gummy worms? Barf! Starburst? More like Star Worst. Hershey's? Blech. Take any of our Dirty Hands chocolate brands this week and scope out additional placements. And no, Kate, your mouth doesn't count as an additional placement. Damn it! Register placement, the coffee bar, Push additional facings for these brands and rest easy knowing you're putting a better, more higher evolved chocolate option in people's carts this Halloween. I guess I'll just have to eat all the Hershey's chocolate bars myself this year. You know, to keep them off the streets in my community. As a service. To the kids. You're such a good person, Kate. Yeah, it's the least I can do. Psych! Boom! Roasted!
Good morning. This is the Dean here. It's October 23rd. It's me Monday. What are you memeing? By the time you hear this, it will be Wednesday. But we are into our spirit week. Which is an interesting name. For the week before thanks. Halloween. Who's got some spooky sounds out there? This week, we're bringing you three shouts from that ghoulishly good team in Southern California. Number one, the one, the only, Miss Bovi. She's making it not a dull day with all those wins. Slanging those fever tree racks. Racks on racks on racks. Gina knows the way. She may only be part-time, but damn. She's killing it. Heroica. 11 new placements within a route. Woo! Glad to have you, Gina. Last one. Big one, Lewis. There's a reason we're playing the dark side of the moon today. Mr. DeLuna is bringing the buzz with wins for Betty Buzz in Bristol Farms across the region. He's shining bright like a full moon, like a super moon, like a super blue moon, like a dark side of a super blue moon. We're closing it out, but one last note. 
the Dean of the Woo, also known as the Dean of the Boo and the Dean of the Who. Is only one Dean. None of what shared here today is attacking the Dean of the Mean North Atlantic Gold Standard Team. There's only one Dean. But there can be two when it's the Dean of the Woo. I hope your rest of the day is a serenation from a beautiful voice. Have a wonderful week, everyone. For the feedback, the science and art of receiving feedback well by Douglas Stone, Sheila Heen, and Bruce Patton is a comprehensive guide that teaches us how to process feedback effectively by managing our emotional responses, seeking feedback actively, and using it as a means of personal and professional growth. It emphasizes the transformative power of feedback when approached with an open mind and receptive mindset. Feedback is the key to seeing our blind spots because it can be difficult to see ourselves clearly and we often interpret things about ourselves differently than others do. Sometimes feedback can feel wrong or hurtful, but if we let our frustration take over, we won't be able to gain any insight from it and use it to our advantage. When receiving constructive feedback, we can find ourselves reacting with anger, denial, or defensiveness. So, here are nine strategies from the book to help us manage our emotional responses to feedback. This first one is extremely important. Understand your own triggers and emotional reactions when receiving feedback. What specific types of feedback make you feel angry, defensive, or in denial? Recognizing these triggers is the first step in managing them. There's the truth trigger, the most common, where we tend to be triggered by information that we either have trouble facing or we just find objectively untrue. Our first tendency is to poke holes in the feedback. The goal, if this is your trigger, sort through the bits and pieces of the feedback that can help you grow. The solution, instead of, that's wrong, respond with, tell me more. Ask questions to understand. This will help you either accept or dismiss rather than shut down from the coaching. The next is the relationship trigger. We can be triggered by who is giving us the feedback. Sometimes the poor relationship between the giver and receiver creates a block that will actually trump the information that could be helpful to grow. The goal? Separate the information from the person giving it to you. The solution? Recognize that there are two issues. The issue we have with the feedback and the issue we have with the person giving the feedback. Try to distinguish between the two. Allow time to address the information and the challenges within your relationship with the person. The identity trigger. Whether the information is correct or not, something about the feedback challenges how we see ourselves as a person. The goal? 
separate the information from your identity. And the solution is to try adopting a growth versus a fixed mindset. Everyone makes mistakes and so will you. Now for the other strategies. Number two, separate intent from impact. Differentiate between the person giving the feedback and the feedback itself. Often, our emotional responses are triggered by our perception of the giver's intentions rather than the feedback's content. Try to focus on the feedback's impact on your work or behavior rather than assuming negative intent. Number three, ask clarifying questions. This not only helps you gain a deeper insight into the feedback and how to grow from it, but also shows that you are open to understanding the other person's perspective. Number four, delay your response. When you receive feedback that triggers an emotional reaction, take a moment to compose yourself before responding. This can help prevent impulsive and defensive reactions. It's okay to say, you know what? I need some time to reflect on this feedback. Number five, look for patterns in the feedback you receive. Are there recurring issues or themes that multiple people have pointed out? Identifying patterns can help you see the feedback as valuable information for improvement rather than a personal attack. Number six, use feed forward. Instead of dwelling on past feedback, focus on future improvement. Ask for specific suggestions on how you can enhance your performance or behavior going forward. This approach can shift the conversation from criticism to constructive guidance. Number seven, reflect on your goals. Consider your long-term goals and values. Reflect on how receiving and incorporating feedback can help you progress towards these goals. This broader perspective can make feedback feel less threatening. Number eight, seek feedback on a regular basis. Make feedback a regular part of your personal and professional development. The more you seek and receive feedback, the better you can become at managing your emotional responses over time. Number nine, practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Recognize that everyone makes mistakes and has areas for improvement. Self-compassion can help you effectively counteract any stress, frustration, and self-criticism that constructive feedback can provoke. Whenever we encounter feedback, it's most helpful when we can do so with an open and receptive mindset. By applying these strategies I've just discussed, we can develop a more beneficial relationship with feedback and harness it for our advantage. Team Dirty Hands, beware of spooky Swifties. Zenwater's new package hit shelves just in time for the NFL's primetime cameras to capture it in Taylor Swift's hands while rooting on new boyfriend and NFL superstar, Zenwater investor, Travis Kelsey. And Travis is exclusive with only one water. Ultra pure alkaline water in a bottle that prevents ocean pollution. Why would you drink anything else?
join us for a few more spooky store level stories to end this season on a high. Let Hava tell you about her Connecticut small town, obsessed with Halloween, where she grew up revering the Warrens, a family of paranormal researchers who ran a small museum filled with haunted artifacts and horror movie paraphernalia. See what happens when she shares her childhood experiences with a dairy buyer in one of her accounts. All right, everybody, my name's Hava, and I'm from the mighty spooky Northeast. So the guy I'm working with goes, Yo, I bet you have some stories. I was like, all right, here we go. So dirty hands, go ahead and pull up a milk crate like he did, because boy, do I have a story for you. I'm going to tell you about the first time I ever met the Warrens. Now, if you don't know who the Warrens are, they're an actual couple that the movies, The Conjuring, Annabelle, the Amityville Horror, are based on. The couple was Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed was a self-taught demonologist who specialized in exorcisms and haunted objects, and Lorraine was this, like, medium, clairvoyant, psychic kind of person who can communicate with the departed. Anyway, this couple would come to our schools on Assembly Day and announce this contest. The winners were going to get tickets to go to the Warren Museum which was this fun little museum that the Warrens had in their house, and it was filled with all sorts of their haunted memorabilia, like the Annabelle doll and haunted music boxes. I just happened to end up winning this contest, and it was kind of exciting because the whole class got to go, and everyone got to, like, meet the Warrens. So the Warrens were going down, like, a line, and more like a circle, and introducing themselves to everyone and they were like shaking our hands and you know what is your name and what do you want to be when you grow up and Lorraine was kind of being fun she's like oh yeah hi you know oh you want to be a fireman awesome you know you must be brave oh you want to be a doctor oh that's exciting and she just like was just bouncing from person to person and when she gets to me she just stops looks at me takes my hand gets like super close, looks in my eyes and goes, One day, you will know the truth. Lights go out in the dairy cooler I'm currently telling this story in. It goes pitch black. So the associate and I just pretty much go bolting out of the dairy cooler. He starts backing away from me slowly and looking at me weirded out. And it just happened to be one of the ATLs walked by and accidentally turned off the lights, not knowing people were working in the dairy cooler. So a few seconds go by, the associate and I look at each other and we just start laughing so hard. <laughs> that kind of laughter that you really need every once in a while. And I just stop laughing. Look him straight in the eyes and go, so you want to hear the story about how I once held the Annabelle doll? 
Last but not least, I guess spooky activity isn't limited to just natural food retailers. In this story, we find out that it's called Bed, Bath, and Beyond for a reason. Because what happens in this store was truly beyond reason. Account manager Dre writes the tale, but Michael Dosh reads it in the only way he can. Listen in on Dre's time as the office manager and what happened early one morning alone. Being the office manager at a bed, bath, and beyond meant I was oftentimes the first person in the store. While filing paperwork in the store manager's office, I saw on the CCTV that someone I didn't recognize walked into the front of the store and turned to look at the camera, clearly showing their face. I jumped up and ran to the window overlooking the front door, which was about five steps from where I was filing papers, to find the front of the store. Empty. I did a quick sweep of the store, assuming it was a visiting regional or store manager, since the front doors were locked and the alarm was set. But no one was in the store. When I told the store manager about it, he confirmed that he'd seen a similar person over the cameras in the same location, with no person matching the description, when he looked out the window. Okay, King, this is it. We've chased this ghost through the halls of the library. Now it ends here in the bursar's office. How many traps did you end up setting? Mm. Like 50? 50? Where did you find 50 ghost traps? Yeah, ghost traps. <laughs> We're not afraid of you anymore. Show yourself. You fools. You dare intrude upon my domain. What, what do you want? Oh, my leg. What did I just step in? Oh, I'm in so much pain. Oh. Come on, man. What? You said set traps. That's a trap. Wait, is that a bedsheet? This is no ghost. Is that Leisha from finance? Yes, it's me. I couldn't stand it any longer. And I would have gotten away with it if it worked for you meddling kids. Hey, hey, kids. I'm in my late 30s. 37, I think. Oh my gosh, did we go too heavy on prices? Is this driving the budget up? The budget? God, no. I don't care about that. You probably should. Oh, God, did I say that out loud? I think I threw up a little bit. What I care about most is getting my hands on that one-of-a-kind DH swag. The DH Letterman sweatshirt Pete's always wearing on Zoom calls? How come he's the only one that gets that? Leisha, Leisha. I'm getting some made as we speak to give out. You'll get your chance like everyone else. Oh, well, I'm a little bit embarrassed by my action. Plus, it's been really hot under the sheet. I've been under here for like, I don't know, two weeks? Hey, it's all good. I'm sure everyone at some point in their lives has haunted someone for swag. Dooby dooby doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby dooby doo, where are you? Something bothering you, Pete? Leisha was wearing like seven branded t-shirts. Where were all the gift cards, backpacks, and travel mugs? I don't think seven t-shirts are going to cut it. We promised everyone a ton of prizes. What the f***? 
Damn it, Mike. Wendy? Is that you? Are you okay? Here, rub some dirt on it. Get your hands away from me. She looks pissed. Wendy, we are so sorry. I wouldn't apologize yet, Pete. Look at her waist. It can't be. A DH Spirit Week fanny pack? Wendy, how could you? Oh, boo-hoo. Why would you do this? You really want to know? You want some real feedback? Well, I started here six years ago. You think I got a swag package? A fancy backpack? No. I got a pat on the back and a swift kick in the butt. I walk my dog every morning. The least you could do was throw me a fanny pack with some dog biscuits in it or something, but no, that's too much to ask. I went into Pete's office this week so you two could mansplain me. That way you'd never suspect me while I was begging for your help. I was also stealing the prizes and it almost worked. Well, Wendy, let me explain something else. You're going away for a long time. Was that a good enough explanation? Oh, I'll get that swag if it's the last thing I do. Another mystery solved and another Spirit Week saved. And we couldn't have done it without each other. It's just groceries. It's just groceries. Just groceries. It's just groceries.